here. We're doing this. Um, uh, I think we're going to start with this question. Even yeah. before we tell people who you are, right. when someone asks you, asks you what you do, yeah. uh, what, what do you tell them? I tell them that I am a photographer. Yeah? Do and you give any um, caveats to that? Um, only if I am asked about it, which almost always people immediately are like, oh, what kind of photography? Weddings? Or whatever, right. so they kind of lead you into it, and then I do a little bit of everything, and so then I kind of go into that, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it often ends up being a really good um, conversation starter. Sure. Which I hate small talks, so it's really nice oh, to have that. Right. <laughs> right. Do you think? Do you think that there the stigma still exists for being a photographer? Do you think that you know, like maybe? Maybe this is only for me, but for a while, being a photographer, I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm a photographer. And I knew people would think, oh, you're you're just like putzing around and you're not actually doing anything like you're you're unemployed. Yeah, you're oh, <laughs> I'm a photographer. So what do you do during the day? You know, yeah, like unemployed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But do you think that still exists or 100 oh, percent? I think yeah. it does. Dang it. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I think it's both, though, because with social media and like Instagram having blown up the way that it has that. Um, people also have this like very uh, whimsical idea of what being a photographer is, and uh-huh. like includes like you know traveling all over the place all the time, or having these like you know crazy uh, clients or you know whatever. And so, I think that it's it's both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. They either yeah. think I had a you're a joke or <laughs> yeah, yeah. think you're way cooler than you are. <laughs> um, I had an experience that too, but before I share that. Um, do you mind sharing your name and to let yeah. you know, let know who you are and Absolutely. who we're talking to today? Yeah, um, so I... formal, gosh. <laughs> who are you? Please tell us. She's the voice on the pod. No, the Please. voice. <laughs> um, my name is Kyla Fear, and that is my real last name. Which I get an awesome asked last name. that all the time. Wait, Fear is your last it is, name? It is, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. My mom always jokes that it was the best thing that my dad left her with, other than her kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah Kyla Fear, and um, yeah, that's me. I love it. Um, <laughs> This is an aside to the thing I was going to say. Wait, but before we get into this, yeah. now that she's introduced <laughs> herself, you got to tell me a little bit about the last name. Like, uh, what's the history of the last name Fear? Like, and is your mom or was your dad a, uh, like, were they, did they have any superlatives? Like, were they a doctor or anything like that? Or like, <laughs> No. Just, what? I would want to call them Dr. Fear. Although, like, yeah, I do believe that it was my father's grandfather, although I think his last name was Mars. Um, but he was a doctor. Also, also, yeah. Dr. Mars. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty dope. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that it's of German descent somewhere. Um, I'm, I'm really not a hundred percent sure though. That can make sense because the, the German word for four is fear, fear. And so that'd be like, it could be like another, and then just transliterated into English with other spellings. So you think her it's last possible. name is actually four? four? It's, it's possible. I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying it's theoretically possible. How do you know that random bit of knowledge? You know what's like well, kind of cool, so. though, is that all of my names have four letters in them. What? So maybe it was just kismet. Is this true for your dad, too? Or No. No, okay. That's actually no, pretty crazy. I don't think so. What's your no. middle name? Beth. Wow. Oh. Just in just Beth, B-E-D-H. Yep. We're really yeah. getting into it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like it's a really personal question. I know. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> yeah. What's your middle name, Levi? Benjamin. Ooh, I like that. What's your middle name? Uh, I actually have two middle names. My first middle name is Neil, four letters. And my second middle name is Demiari. I don't think I knew about the Neil middle name. Yeah, yeah. It, I don't really talk about it. <laughs> it's, very, it's very personal. But anyway, that's Do you feel uncomfortable right now? A little bit. A-N-D? And, yeah. I'm going to say, just friend A-N-D. A-N-D. Because you've been lying about the Neil part. It's been hiding. Yeah. What's funny, though, in Nigeria, you always put what's considered, when you write it down, it's hard to explain, but the Christian name, which is Neil, it's like the American name in a way, or the English name, normally is written first, like on my birth certificate. It's Neil as my first name, but it's not understood that that's my name in Nigeria. My name is Adonia, like my first name. 
or like my proper name, Neil is just written first as the Christian name. And so, so if you were to look at my birth certificate, my name is Neil Adonia Dimiari. Wait, so it's wait, Nat. Wait, yes. <laughs> so wait, does this mean that under driver's license it says Neil Jaja? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Actually, I'm not sure about he that. He has to check it now. Because yeah. I feel like <laughs> I should know this. That's like the craziest thing I've ever heard regarding you. I can't imagine just like being like, oh yeah, this is Neil. It's like such a white name. Why are you saying it like that? <laughs> it's just like a, like a nerdy white guy name. <laughs> no. In fact, Dumiari is not even on there. It's just Adonian Neil Benson. Wow. That's probably just how I filled it out. But my actual, my, like on my birth certificate. That's so crazy. Yeah. Wow, we yeah, learned a lot about I, a lot of people right now. I gave you my license <laughs> to you. prove it to you. <laughs> so, um, like, uh, anyway, you were my first it. aside to this was that I, I have a friend who's a photographer, mm-hmm. and his last name is Worth, W-E-R-T-H. So his photo company, for a while, I think they might have changed it because of my brain and Worth now, but I think it was it was Worthless Photo. Okay. It just like plays ball to them as people. Yeah. Um, that's pretty cool. Worth is also a cool name. Um, what I was going to say about going back to our original thought about photographers being under uh, appreciated or is when I first met one of my wife's uncles the he asked me like, oh what do you do and I was like oh I'm a photographer and he said oh okay yeah but, so like what do you really do yeah and I was like oh okay and this is when I was actually like, a pretty new photographer Burn, I was like, man. okay was I guess that, it's, this is my life now the uncle uh, start with the with an R that now it does not Okay, <laughs> I might know. Yeah, you might. I, I don't think you know this uncle. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, he actually, <laughs> the first question that he asked me um, was whether or not I had a green card. That's what he asked. <laughs> yes. I think he asked me that too. Actually, yeah. yeah. What do people know? I used to date uh, Levi's sister's. Sister, yeah, Levi's wife's sister. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. wouldn't yeah. that just be his sister? His sister, yeah. sister of some yeah. sort. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my sister-in-law. Anyway, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Okay. Um, so okay. yeah, the, the green card question is the infamous card question. So interesting. So yeah. Yeah. My yeah. boyfriend's mother. The first time that I ever met her, um, he's from Dallas. And I was working for a, a boudoir company who's national, and they would send me to different cities, and I would do like a marathon shoot for five days or whatever, and then come home. And they sent me down to Dallas, and he came with me. And it was the first time I ever met like any of his people down there, like his family, everything. Mm-hmm. And his mom, um, he poorly explained to her what boudoir was. Oh, no. <laughs> and so she assumed that I was a porn photographer. Oh, <laughs> and that was the very first conversation oh, I ever had with her was, oh, so you photograph porn. Oh, that's okay. actually nasty. Yeah, oh, while goodness. we were sitting in a... Um, <laughs> and a Whataburger. <laughs> this is getting more and more Texas. Right off, of, right off the plane and having lunch. And That's she was was like, it oh. like an aggressive comment? Or was no. it more like just literally trying to be like, no. I'm trying to relate? Yeah, she was like, and she was so sweet. And it was so funny. We went back to their house like later on in the week. And she like <laughs> laid out on the bed and called me into the bed and was like, into the bedroom and was like, Kyla, do you, is this what you do? <laughs> and like, posed, and she was like, we're going to make this happen. And, like, every time I talk to her now, she's like, let me know when you guys are coming back. I'll set you up with all of my friends. We'll get you going. And, like, she's, like, the sweetest human in the world and, like, has my entire career planned out for me if we ever decide to move to Dallas, which won't happen. Sorry, mother-in-law almost. Um, Anyway. (laughs) But, yeah. That sounds, like, so sweet of her to be, like. So sweet. (laughs) That's so good. That is, oh my god! That's also like the craziest thing I've ever heard regarding like meeting like like yeah. a partner's parents or some of that because yeah. that's like zero to sixty. Yeah, gosh, I wanna I want you to explain what uh, what is boudoir then? Like yeah. like how would you tell her like hey this is what it is? Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's um, a good question. But before we do that, yes, I did meet a guy who was a. Uh, he was a video guy for a wedding. And I was like, hey, Ray, how'd you get started? He's like, oh, I started in the porn industry. I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, I was like, what? I thought he was joking. So yeah. I, was just, I just started laughing. And he was like, he's like, no, no, it's a really great way to make money. And, you know, with video, I was like, okay. Duh. And then, anyway. You know this guy at a wedding? <laughs> yeah, he was the wedding videographer. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And uh, anyway, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, okay, that's the out of that. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's actually asked the real What's question. What's that, a podcast? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> 
<laughs> because um, I actually think it's a, I do feel like I'll, I mean you already asked a question but it's a great question because I feel like it's going to be very different than what your your boyfriend told his mother-in-law or his Absolutely. mom yeah so yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so boudoir um, has it's you know it, it's definitely a more popularized um category of photography nowadays um but you know back in the day like it was very um closed doors and nobody ever saw the photos like nobody ever shared it nothing like that um and and I think that it has gone from something that's very private to something that's like very empowering for a lot of women and for a lot of men too um like more and more men are trying out boudoir themselves male boudoir like uh like literally just male boudoir yeah boudoir but males yeah yeah and it's all right all right all right right, the the term dudoir has been coined for it (laughs) just to like man it up just a little bit which i also think is a little silly but (laughs) i get it how how long Um, have you been doing it I have been shooting boudoir for about five years. Okay, okay. Yeah. So when you're talking about where you said sort of when it started, it was right. closed doors. Mm-hmm. But in those closed doors was the point still empowerment, and then now it's a little open. But empowerment is the the wider sort of scope. Or yeah. what? Yeah. I think yes and no. Um, I mean, because I've been doing this for so long, and like shooting with that company that I'm in shooting Dallas. nationally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was traveling like once or twice a month for a long time and um, photographing anywhere between like 20 and 40 women in, in a weekend. Wow. Um, I mean, I've heard every reason under the sun mm-hmm. why women want to do this. And more often than not, nowadays, it's for empowerment. It's, um, I think that a lot of women have never seen themselves in a way um, that is a little bit more sexualized and that is 100% like them owning it for themselves. Um, I think that women in general have a tendency to learn their sexuality as they grow older and like learn about it with a partner rather than with themselves. Mm -hmm. And so like... Like the idea that that, like what my partner thinks is sexy about me is what's sexy about me. But the truth Mm -hmm. is... Yeah. It's a personal sort of sexiness or absolutely. that should shine through. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And yeah. that's, uh, I mean, actually, I think it's really interesting because I feel like I've heard things about like boudoir and empowerment, but I feel like I've never heard anyone, maybe just because of I haven't been listening or I don't know, but like, I never heard anyone mention like empowerment in terms of sexuality in that way mm-hmm. where it's like, no, this is, it's still, because I think everyone, what I've seen people say is like boudoir is empowerment, but they've so removed it from the sexual nature of it mm-hmm. that it just is, I'm like, what kind of empowerment? I'm just that's I'm just a question. Yeah. Oh, like empowerment, like what does yeah. that mean? And yeah. I, I hear, correct me if I'm wrong, but I hear you saying it's like no, it's it is sexual empowerment, but it's in an individual level, mm-hmm. not needing to be like affirmed by other yeah. people. Is that correct? Absolutely. Okay. And I think it's a little bit of anything. I mean, it's whatever you make it. Um, and and I think that that's the exciting thing about boudoir. I also think that it's that's one of the reasons why the industry is taking off because you can get creative with it and you can do, I mean, I had a woman once who came in and what made her feel like the coolest in the world was dirt biking. And she literally went dirt biking that morning, came in and was like sweaty and a mess and dirty and like had her gear on and like stripped down to her like undies with like her helmet and her gloves and like her, her boots and like, it was, that's how she found strength and that's mm. what she found sexy about herself and like what she found powerful about herself and I love that kind of stuff mm-hmm. I am like totally here for women like finding that piece of who they are because I don't think that a lot of us grow up feeling like that's an okay thing mm. we get shamed for it mm-hmm. um, you know if you are even remotely like sexualizing yourself even when you're a teenager like people call you a slut they call you a whore like they you know there's there's a lot of negative connotation to finding yourself in in that way whether it's through like you know just feeling empowered in yourself or feeling empowered in your sexuality or however you want that to look Mm -hmm. for yourself and I think that it's a really awesome way Mm. to be able to do that and like 
not be held accountable by anybody but yourself Mm -hmm. and making it whatever you want it to be. Wow. So how do you go about building trust with your clients because i feel like that's kind of yeah. like one of the greatest barriers to, to entry is Absolutely. like saying that you they've got to be able to like be like okay like i trust you fully like how how is that pro- like, what is that process like for you and yeah i, I just love yeah. to more about that um for me personally um anyone that i book with i have a consultation with them i almost try to have an in-person consultation with them so that we are building that rapport um, to begin with. And if I can't have a, a an in-person, then we do a phone consultation. And honestly, those last like an hour because we talk and we talk about all of the things that uh, they might have insecurities about or the things that they really do want to showcase or um, like their why. Like, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a scary thing to be photographed in general for a lot right. of people. Yeah. And yeah. like... Um, coming into a situation where oftentimes you're undressing and like you're in um, vulnerable positions with another person like why do you want to do this and um, I mean I get I get all sorts of answers I have women who um, you know are in their 30s or 40s and like are finally feeling themselves they're like they're like I finally have confidence in who I am and It's like it's it's that point where they really want to showcase that or they really just want to do it for themselves or if people who come in and do it for their partners or I mean, a million reasons, Mm -hmm. a million. Is it the same for guys for the dude? Photographer, du- duvoir, sorry. Duvoir. Du- <laughs> yeah, I should have. Uh, do they have some of the same reasons? Or, yeah. Yeah? It's so interesting. A, lo- a lot yeah. of men um, that I've only photographed a handful of men for, for a boudoir. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of it is um, feeling comfortable in their skin. Okay. And, and like, just owning it. Um, I, I think that... As much as, like, women only see samples of perfection within media, men have that as well. Sure. And, um, and I mean, that's a whole other conversation, but it's, um, I, I think that it's really important for men to have that confidence in themselves as mm. well. So I think it's important for everyone and, yeah. and everyone in between. I mean, I'm, I'm very um, adamant about being... Um, open within my business to working with anybody, um, gender neutral, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so. That's cool. Levi, would you do a boudoir shoot? A boudoir shoot? Let's would I, do the, this. the subject of a boudoir shoot. The, the subject, because I'm now I'm I've never even considered having a shoot of my. You know, like I don't like being photographed at all. Really, not. Yeah. I don't know that I'm. Uh, I don't know why. I've never really even thought about it. I'm just like, nah. I don't need pictures of myself. But now that you're talking about it, I'm like, oh, do I? Should, is this something I should do? Would you do it? I, first, I would think it's something you should definitely do. Um, <laughs> Whatever. <man. laughs> I don't know. No, but like, in, um, I I don't think I would. Is there yeah. like a, a fear behind it, or is it there a culture behind it? I think it's. I the, mean, like, yeah, I don't. I just don't think I have like the confidence to be like, I'm gonna do this and feel like. I think I would feel more like. Um, self-conscious because mm-hmm. of it, then I would feel like confidence from it. Maybe that's um, why you should do it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's probably, I mean, you're probably, when is your birthday? <laughs> My birthday's in May. Nice. <laughs> I might gift you with a, gift uh, you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can, I can literally hear Hillary, Hillary laughing. <laughs> Actually, somewhere, it'd be really somewhere cool. else. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. If you were to give her, give it to her. That'd be kind of cool. I will tell you, like, 90% of the people that come in are nervous as hell. They feel the same exact way. The really amazing thing about boudoir is that people find their confidence in the shoot. And you oh, see really? it. Hmm. Like, you see it happen. It's like a, a flip which is switch. Which like is amazing. Yeah. yeah. And it happens. I mean, usually because... I don't love to pose people, but boudoir, you kind of have to Mm -hmm. just to get people through the comfort and like, um, get them back into a place where they are feeling secure because there's a lot of undressing and then Mm -hmm. a lot of redressing Mm -hmm. with, with confidence. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it is, it's a really amazing thing to witness. I mean, I think that that's one of 
the biggest reasons why I shoot boudoir is because I get to witness this transformation happen like in front of me yeah. and like in a sense you see them finding themselves beautiful like the sh- the act of shooting them not even seeing the photos yeah they the feel act of it being mm-hmm. photographed yes. in that mm-hmm. way makes them more it makes them empowered just the shoot itself not the photos no. definitely is it because like they're finally given a space to be like all oh, these things that you like think or do or whatever like it's like you can actually like for lack of a term like act them out be that person then it's like oh wait like someone's not like this is like this is yeah. a normal situation like someone's like not laughing at me yeah. or not like I have an audience I'm just like doing this and it's well, normal it, yeah yeah. Like, and you think about like when you are engaging in situations where you're trying to be like sexual with another person like you don't really have the freedom to just kind of step back and like feel out your confidence within that moment right. because it's like I, I think a lot of us um, feel the pressure in that moment to like make it awesome and wonderful and great where in something like this, you can take a step back and really evaluate like how you're feeling and like what makes you feel good. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I do a whole like posing flow um, when I'm shooting boudoir, but I give a lot of um, freedom for people to express themselves and, and I tell people straight up, like, hey, if you feel uncomfortable with anything that we're doing at all, like, this is you. This is for you. I'm not doing anything on these photos. <laughs> like, right, they're yeah. not hanging on my wall. <laughs> they're, these are for you, mm-hmm. 100%. And, um, yeah, and, and people really do find themselves in it. And I, I, so, I think, I like... A lot, a lot of women come in and like will cry from happiness um, during the during shoot. the session. I love this they're idea. They're just like whoa, of like, of of curating an experience, boudoir, not photography, but just, or, or not boudoir, but just like the using the camera as a tool of worth, like mm-hmm. pointing just the act that we pointed at someone says, "Hey, you're worth it." And then yeah. in boudoir, it mm-hmm. actually goes a step further because. Not only they're actually the, fully themselves, they're, you know, or in some cases not, mm-hmm. but, you know, bare unto mm-hmm. the camera. And then you are actually saying to them, you're, you are worth it here. Look at this. Absolutely. And so in that moment, they, they feel it. I wonder how I can, is, as you're talking, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. how do I recreate that with my wedding clients? Like, yeah. how do I make sure that they're, they are peeled back and vulnerable while I'm photographing them mm-hmm. so that they know that this this experience is more than some of its parts. It's more right. than just, you know, like, as I'm doing this, there's more than... Because it adds to the overall experience of of the photographic process, I think. You know, the how it doesn't even matter how the photos turn out. They're already connected to them because they're connected to the experience of being photographed. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a little too uh, weird, but that's kind of like, yeah. when you're talking yeah. about, like, oh, yeah, like, that's... That's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so much of it is just the experience of, like, really being involved with it and, like, really giving your all to it and having that experience and, and walking away with it. Um, and, and I mean, to be completely fair, like, it's not a one-stop, like, solution. Sure, sure. I have so many women that come in and... and think that this is going to fix all of their body image issues. They're going to feel so beautiful when they see the photos, you know, you're still the subject and there's a lot more that has to right. happen. There's almost like a level of acceptance. Healing. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Like you have to like be able to like, not only like participate, but then like once it's finished, like accept the reality, Absolutely. which is like, another yeah. scary hurdle absolutely um, so yeah I, I mean i think I, that's an interesting question i could i feel like i would feel like so much probably fear having that kind of like control of being like i hope this person likes the photos i hope they feel yeah. like, the way i want them to feel because if they, like like how do you because i think that's another thing is like okay if you, then you hand over the photos and if it's not what they were like expecting mm-hmm. it to be i think there could be like this like yeah, I know, like almost a, dis- a disappointment. Or how do you how do you deal with yeah. those kind of like? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I had a client um, last year who um, she and her husband were going through a really rough time, and they were trying to like move through some things. And um, a part of it for her was that she didn't feel sexy, she didn't feel attractive, like she she didn't have that for herself, and realized that she was expecting her husband to kind of 
give that feedback to her and make her feel a certain way. And so she decided to do a boudoir shoot and still was trying to give it to him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And even though her intention was, you know, that she really wanted to do this for herself and she wanted to feel this and she wanted all of, you know, this incredible experience. And she had this incredible experience. And then she gifted the photos to her husband and his reaction was subdued. And it wasn't because he wasn't excited about it or anything like that. It was because he didn't know how to react. He didn't know that it was happening. Mm -hmm. And he felt like if he reacted too excitedly, that it would make her feel bad that she hadn't done it previously Mm -hmm. or, you know, like... Um, and so he just was very subdued about it. And then she texted me and was like, I am really sad that this happened. Uh-huh. And like, have, have you ever like dealt with this situation? Like, what are what, what would you suggest that I do in going back and talking with him? And I said, you have to communicate with him, tell him all of the things that you went through to prepare yourself for the shoot and all of the things that like went through your brain while while we were doing this like where was your empowerment like where did you feel your sexy like where did you feel your vulnerability where did you feel your insecurities share that with him because he can't give you an appropriate response that you're asking for yeah, <laughs> without wow. being in on what your experience was so you're like a therapist yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, like I'm like oh snap I'm thinking about all my relationships like, okay uh, anyway that's uh, that's so yeah. cool yeah yeah wow. Dang, that's yeah that's, so, yeah that's deep yeah that's it so when you when you were talking about Le- talking Levi you were saying something about like like there are times when uh, this is this this isn't gonna sound right. It's, this is the Black Light Podcast. This is the Black Light Podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we haven't we haven't actually injured. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I guess. Uh, how is it that you find everyone beautiful? Is my is kind of where mm-hmm. my question is like, because the goal is empowerment, and you have to you know, and you see them, and after the whole process of of shooting them, you show them imagery that will come back as positive. Mm-hmm. And so uh, artistically, or however that, that hits you, how is it that you're able to make sure that you draw that out of each couple, you know, mm-hmm. or each person? It's kind of a, a lofty question. But, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that um, for me and how I work just in general is um, connection is really important to me. Um, it's the reason why I do, um, consultations with Mm -hmm. clients. I mean, even with my family clients, I do consults with them, especially if we're doing lifestyle, um, anything like if I'm going into your home, I want to talk with you and I want to know like the pieces of your home that are really important or, you know, whatever. Um, and I try very hard in every situation to go into it with that connection in mind because I find the connection that I build with my clients to be incredibly beautiful and that helps me see them in a way that helps me appropriately photograph people okay um and and that's just a piece of like how I work um I I think that the boudoir industry gets really wrapped up in the um, appearance piece of it like so much of boudoir is like this glammed up like um fantasy version of who people are Hmm. and that there's a place for that Hmm. and i have shot that and we'll probably continue shooting it but i think that for me it's so much more important to find like find out about the person that i'm photographing and like what their interests are or whatever and like I engage with them when we're shooting. And so it's never that I'm just like standing back and being like, okay. And then 
touch your cheek or you know like touch your cheek it's a really weird thing to have just pulled out from that I was like touch your boobs and then I was like oh that feels really sexualized anyway (laughs) Um, but yeah like uh, I I try to engage with people while I'm photographing them instead of just standing back and giving instruction Um, because the more that we are just telling people what to do, the less we're allowing people to come through in the photograph. Hmm. Um, we're, Hmm. we're like forcing our vision. Yes. Our narrative on who they are, who we think that they are instead of allowing that person to come forward. So truly are. yeah, Yeah. Like just having that connection and having that engagement, I think is a really important piece of photography just in general. Yeah. It's beautiful. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Let's uh let's take a quick break. Let's when we come it. back, I want to talk about the time I did a boudoir shoot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. All right, right back. <laughs> All right, we're back. Here we go. I know everyone has been anxiously waiting to hear AD talk about this story. Yeah. Uh, It was actually, and this might have happened to you before, I was at a wedding, and I was doing the getting ready, and I'm just shooting, and uh, the bride was like, oh, I'm just gonna, I need to go to the restroom or something, and her bridesmaid went into the bathroom with her, which is normal. I was like, okay, whatever. And I was just standing there, and she came out uh, with nothing on. And she was like, Hey, do you want to do a uh, a little shoot with my dad? Or for my not with my dad? Let's do that. I want to do a little shoot for uh, for my husband, uh, like as a surprise. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, you do? Like I was not ready for this. <laughs> Just yeah, blindsided. Yeah, I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> it was very funny. I was like. Okay, and I took it like a champ. I was mm-hmm. just like, okay, let's do this. You know, like she mm-hmm. didn't know. And not that I was, I, I was just more surprised. I wasn't like incredibly uncomfortable. It was just like, oh, oh, okay, that's yeah. that's what's happening right now. Like, <laughs> and like the, her, her, her bridesmaid was like making some jokes like, yeah, we thought you'd be fine with it or something, you know, that kind of stuff. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm fine with it. Like, let's do it. And so, but I've never, I don't really dabble in that because I think, and maybe this is something, there, there is a fine line, I think, with, between uh, male boudoir photographers, mm-hmm. like that is who photograph women. And there, there is a fine line between it being uh, a little too objective, mm-hmm. or at least when you see the photographs. And I know we had this happen at one of the workshops we went to, um, where there was a male boudoir photographer, and they presented their, their work, but not everyone saw it as empowering, even though mm-hmm. from his standpoint... He is more of an artist, and he just loves shapes and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so the way he talks about his work is very uh, beautiful, and like, but not everyone that attended the workshop saw it that way. They yeah. were very confused as to why he was up there, and like, they thought it was a little more objective. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have thoughts on uh, male boudoir photographers? Um, I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that. There are some really incredible male boudoir photographers, and I think that there are some pretty skeezy ones. Sure. And, I mean, it's... I, I think that there are also really amazing female photographers and really skeezy female sure, photographers sure. as well. Yeah. So, um, like, I don't necessarily think that it's a gendered thing, but I do think that um, we between men and women have a tendency to see sexuality differently. Mm -hmm. Um, And, but there's also, I mean, boudoir can be literally anything. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm a part of a really awesome boudoir community called the do more photographers. And it's, I mean, everyone in that community shoots boudoir and it's, it's really fascinating to see the difference in the photography styles that come out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and sometimes like you see images that are really graphic and sometimes you see images that are really 
not boudoir at all. Like, it's just a simple portrait. And you're like, oh, is this really boudoir? Like, um, well, it does make something boudoir. I, I and think that's a good um, question. Oh, okay. that's a question. <laughs> yeah. But to you, yeah. though, like, is it... Is there a part of it that you're like, hey, this is the line for you that makes um, it? I don't know that there's a line for me on, like, the softer side, mm-hmm. necessarily. There is a line for me on the more graphic side where, um, like, I'm not really into, like, the photographing of the bits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't really want to photograph, like, lady bits. I don't want to photograph male bits. Like, sure, I'm sure. I'm not super into that because I think it's really easy to objectify it. Right. Um, and But that's not to say that I don't find the artistry within that sure. because there are amazing, amazing photographers who really do find the beauty in that. And there are also people that don't. (laughs) And so I think for me, like anything that moves into the penetration side, Mm -hmm. moves it out of boudoir and moves it into porn. Sure. And, um, and there's, I mean, there's also a lot of like, a lot of States have a lot of like different regulations for stuff like that. Like you have to have licensing or permits or like have to be, um, like, you have to make it known that that's what you're doing, basically. Wow. Um, and so so there's, I mean, there's a lot of um, things to consider about that. and But I, I think that it is difficult for men within the boudoir industry um, because there is a lot. I mean, just in Denver in general, like, there's some really bad situations that have come out. Um, within male photographers that have been really scary to listen uh, listen to or like hear about like they're um, not being like in those situations like things go down during the thing is absolutely yeah yeah mm-hmm. oh, that's yeah. too bad i'm just yeah. nodding my head at you as though <laughs> yeah but, as a, that yeah. transferred yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think what's what's yeah. what I, when i think of male huh. boudoir photographers i think what makes it complicated <clears> is that if you do think of it as being women's empowerment, that's mm-hmm. like the, the motif for the goal or mm-hmm. in general, um, it's hard. Like for most males, like that, that's not going to be a firsthand experience. So they can, yeah. so it's like you can't, it's hard to advocate for something that you can't experience. Definitely. And so if it is about empowerment, it's a lot harder to be like, you possibly be an ally in those things. Mm-hmm. But it's also different to like actually empower somebody. Um, if that's not something that you can understand or Definitely. relate to. So I think that just creates this like, in my mind, it creates like a barrier to full understanding or full like application. Which that barrier is thinning apparently because there is uh, do dwarf photography. Yeah, right. There are guys who are getting mm-hmm. photographs who, who understand this thing as well. So it's like it's an interesting thing to think about. Yeah. Cause well, and I would suggest that any male, I've any photographer in general who wants to do boudoir, but especially men, um, do a session for yourself. Oh, like yeah. be on the other side of the camera to know sure. what that feels like. Because, I mean, Levi, you said earlier, like, you don't know that you would be comfortable with right. it. And, um, would you be more comfortable if I was to photograph you, Levi? I'm just kidding. But, but that's, yeah, that but is be, something to think about because uh, a lot of women feel more comfortable with women <laughs> nope. photographing right. them. Sure, but sure. some don't really care. Yeah. So, um, but it is something to think about that, like, a lot of women come in because they've been asked specifically by their partners to have sexy photos where, oh, really? okay. um, I mean, and you were kind of like, well, you know, my wife would like laugh about it, you <laughs> yeah. know? And it's like, how often do women ask that of their partners? Right. And maybe if we started asking that as well, uh-huh. <laughs> that there would be a little bit more equal, um, give and take within that piece of like the visual um, side of like sexuality and empowerment. And I do think that it's really important that men, especially if they go into the boudoir industry, that they, they do a shoot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like pretty good feedback. Um, (coughs) One last question. And I think there's a couple things I want to chat about too. Sure. Sure. But one last question is so kind of going back to what we were talking about before the break. There is this um, these series of experiences that happen when you're photographing somebody. Um, you meet, you consult with them, you prep with them, you, know, you have this, and then you get into the, to the shoot itself and whatever. And you, like you've mentioned, you can see like this like um, 
like this trust building and like this confidence growing. However, if you do a shoot, the, the when it's all said and done, the same like things like I guess distill or uninstill confidence or the things that you don't like about yourself as a, as a person, those things are going to be the same. <clears throat> I think the shoot is there at the beginning. So mm-hmm. how do you prepare a client when you hand them the photos to be like, here is who you are, including the things you don't like about yourself, mm-hmm. but it, it's still it's still valuable. Because I feel like I can see someone going in, having an amazing experience, and then I get these photographs, and it's like, oh, yeah, like, that thing I didn't like about myself, whether it's, like, my skin or, like, how I look or, you know, that's, like, I, I feel like I want to, like, lose my love <coughs> handles like, or something. Whatever, like, I'm thinking about myself here. <clears throat> whatever the kind of things you, you experience and you see that in a photograph, like, oh, I want them, like, why didn't they Photoshop that out? Why did they mm-hmm. photograph? Like, I, I forget that kind of yeah, balance those people's expectations of like, you also have to, how, how do you prepare people to like, be like, yeah. boom, here's who you are. Yeah. And it's good enough. Like, like it's not <laughs> like good enough, like, like you're, you're perfect the way you are. Yeah. How do you, because I think yeah. that's like another thing. Like the expectation setting is, seems yeah. daunting. Well, and I think that, I mean, I am working toward bettering that piece of like, the whole experience for my for my clients right now it's a really incredible question because um I think a lot of people end up doing in-person sales after boudoir shoots and so they have people come back and do a viewing with them and I have chosen not to do that because I don't ever want any of my clients to feel like I am selling themselves to them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know if that makes sense. And that's a lot of my own hangups within that. And like that has nothing to do with like IPS or anything like that. And a lot of people do it this way, but I feel very deeply uncomfortable with having somebody walk back into a situation and then me be like, Oh, so how much money do you want to spend today? Mm -hmm. Um, while I'm trying to boost their confidence or, do whatever the purpose was of doing this shoot. Um, it makes me personally just not feel good. And again, like, I mean, I know people who excel at this and it's really incredible, but what I am missing is having the people come back and we have, you know, I, on the front end, I'm sitting there going through consultations and like getting in depth and doing all of this at the end of it. I legitimately am sending out a gallery and sending an email that probably isn't getting read (laughs) that has a lot of like powerful reinforcement things in it. But at the end of the day, it's not getting read. And so what I'm going to start implementing within Boudoir this year is that I have a post consultation where we sit down and we view the images together Mm -hmm. and then they get sent their gallery at the end of it. And then they can do their downloads. They can make prints. They can do whatever. Um, but I think that that is a really important piece of it too, like sitting down with people and actually viewing it with them because it makes it a safer space. And we've just had this whole experience together. Yeah. And then I'm like, cutting them loose and being like like, okay love yourself (laughs) you know like and that just doesn't work out yeah um and i i think that it makes people have a tendency to feel pretty alone in that and so so that's something that i've been learning from so i think it's a really incredible Mm. question um because the aftermath (laughs) is just as important as the vulnerability going into it if not more about about weddings too like it's such this amazing experience and you're photographing them on the best day of their lives and then you send them a gallery and a yeah. slideshow and not that that's the letdown but feeling that there's a little bit less of a connection with me at that point like yeah. afterwards right. it's like oh what's the crucible for making that experience amazing <laughs> Does that question work? <laughs> crucible is our word of the day. <laughs> Levi, I feel like, does it work? What's the crucible? I don't know. Uh, crucible is like it's a place where things go to forge, to be built out of something, to be they're cast in that space. So what's the place where things go to forge to... What, what's, what's, the, what's the place of forging for that to emerge from... Uh, I, want to, I want to use the word crucible, but actually, it's a, it's a legit question. It's relevant yeah. because the question ultimately for me is, I want people to have an amazing experience with whatever I'm photographing. So typically, it's weddings and portraits. Yeah. So at a wedding, what is the like? Because I also 
hate the idea of doing in-person sales for a, a wedding because mm-hmm. it's like sure here's all your photos that you probably would rather watch with your family and friends yeah. than sitting here with me <laughs> in like a random room right like, so that's like not what i'm interested in personally mm-hmm. but like how do i make an experience that's tangible for them so one thing i was doing this is inspired by my friend tomas um I did this for for a little bit, and I, I moved away from it. But I would send a five by seven, like postcard. I had my logo on the, on the bottom, photo of them, and then the back of write a little note. Mm-hmm. I have three other five by sevens with like white frame photos wrapped up, and I'd mail it to them. And on the back of the postcard, it had the URL for their slideshow. So mm-hmm. to open the postcard, read the note, and then go to the bottom of it to actually physically type in the address. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So trying to like take experience offline. Yeah, I did that too in a different. I mean, I just I still send photos, and uh, when I first started, I would write like a really like this is what I saw in your connection. Like I was like a little too serious about it, you know. And I still kind of do that, you know. But like, oh, I hope that this certain thing that I notice about your day carries on for forever and things like that. And that's, that is the truth is like, no, I was there and I saw this thing and I really want the photos to mean this. And so I, I say the thing Mm -hmm. that I, you know, and I, I, I agree. If you write it down, like handwritten, they'll read it. Like Mm -hmm. I assume they'll read it. Like I would read, you know, any letter you get, I'm like, all right, I'll at least read it. I'll throw it away yeah. afterwards. Right. I'll at least read it. Yeah. And so that's... Uh, but especially if it's got a photo of them on it, they're probably not going to throw it away. Oh, yeah, of course not. No, that's... Uh, well, I would actually... I didn't do that. I had the photo separate sure. than the, the card. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah that's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, wow. That's, uh, oh, that's good stuff, though. And it is. Like, that stuff is meaningful. I uh, photographed... This is a weird story, but I, like weird stories. <laughs> back when I was like 14, I had an internet friend who I have stayed in contact with and we, she lived out in San Francisco, still does. And, um, she and I wrote letters, like handwritten letters to each other for mm-hmm. years wow. and I still have all of them. And I met her and her husband, now husband, uh, like a year or so before they got married and they, his family just happened to move out to Erie. And so they come out to Colorado every once in a while. And what? so we get to see each other. But I was like 27 the first time that we met, we'd known each other since we were like 14 yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and then we met. And then, uh, the second time that we met in person was when I was photographing their wedding oh, cool. out in California. Wow. And it was like the most incredible wedding. Like they had it on this farm. Um, and everything that we ate for three days was either from that farm or neighboring farms. Like their meal was a lamb that both of their fathers like prepared the morning of like butchered it, like everything. Like it was a really incredible wedding, but, um, I was just out in San Francisco a month ago and their wedding was about two, almost three years ago. And she handed me a, a a thank you card that they just hadn't sent out. Like yeah, they, yeah. so many of their people had like contributed to their wedding, and and it was such an incredible experience. And um, and they just hadn't gotten around to getting these yeah. letters out to people. And sure. they handed me this this note, and I just cried. Oh. I just cried because I was like, how incredible was it that, like, even like even though it didn't get to me mm. until just now, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, like, you guys sat down and thought about, like, thanking me mm. and, like, really considered, like, all of, all of those pieces. And, uh, I, I and think, so, like, mm. giving that to our clients, I think, is, is pretty smart Yeah, there's good. a part where we... The client, some clients don't understand how important we think photographs Mm -hmm. are. Right. Yeah. And so we have to tell them. We have to literally say in their language, this is what I see. Yeah. And so when you hear that back or Mm -hmm. you get that handwritten, those are, that's what it means the most Mm -hmm. to me when unprompted, because sometimes I do prompt my clients to leave me reviews, but (laughs) (laughs) unprompted where they say, you know, X, Y, and Z, or they see the importance of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. That's, that's it for me. That's like, that's the thing. And yeah. so, yeah. So the moral story is three years after you photograph the wedding, you need to go fly to your clients and hit a little bit out. And at the end, plug them for a review on, on right. Yelp. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Yeah.
right. That's like the takeaway from, the, from today's episode. Yeah, um, that's awesome. I think let's take one more quick break. Cool. And we'll be right back. Back with more questions. Oh, we're back. We are back. Um, yeah. So we we always ask people about. <laughs> you didn't. You like. You came back, and then you're like, I don't even. You had a direction you were gonna go, and then you realized immediately that you didn't know where you were gonna go. Yeah, I had no idea. Just, we're just spitballing here. This is the Blacklight Podcast. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Kyla, we we always ask people, hey, what what thing in the industry do you want exposed, or what's something that other people might not see? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you had this idea that you kind of talked about, yeah. and some of the stuff we've already talked about yeah. have been part of that. Uh, yeah. But what's this last thing that we that you kind yeah. of put up? Um, well, I was telling you guys earlier that I just moved into a new home, and through that, I have. I think really learned a lot about what sacrifice means, um, and in like such a beautiful way. Um, you know, years ago I was married and I actually like got divorced and started my business at the, like within six months (laughs) of, of all of that kind of happening. And so, um, like the last several years, it's been a lot of just survival And as I continue growing within my business and within my work, um, it, I, I really contemplate like where I want to go and what I want to do and what means it will take to get there. And I owned a home with my ex Mm. and didn't have any idea what it meant to own a home. Mm. (laughs) I, I didn't have any idea of what it meant to put back into the home what I received from the home and, and, um, and, and it was basically just a house and, and, and it was very, uh, metaphorical of the relationship that I was in as well. Um, that it was, it was kind of an empty relationship. It was a shell and we were not feeding it. We were not giving back to this home that we were trying to create. Like we were just taking from it and Mm. we were not giving to it. And through that, I mean, I have struggled with boundaries for the entirety of my life. And like when we are creative people, we have a tendency to wrap our self-worth in with our creativity and, and all of that, and I, I mean, I am, I am there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, if I put out um, a gallery that I think might be, um, you know, anything less that, than what I wanted it to be, then I'm like, oh, I'm terrible. I should quit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a fraud. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, and I have to really build myself back up with that. And, and uh, my partner and I moved into this new home and, Um, the people that were there previously didn't take care of the yard Mm -hmm. and they didn't really care for the house as well as they needed to. And, and we have just been growing within this house and like going out, like I hate gardening and Mm -hmm. I love it now. All of a sudden I'm like, Oh cool. I'm going to go out and do yard work. And, and like, I am, I'm so excited to come home and like, put this work into this space because it feels more like a home than I've ever had. And it's the same thing with my business. I mean, I've, I've worked insurance. I worked for my family's business. I used to work retail, like all of these different things. And I never knew what the heck I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't go to college because I didn't want to spend a whole bunch of money and then <laughs> be like, Oh, I still don't know what, yeah. where I want to go with this. And, you know, I didn't start doing photography until I was in my twenties and I did it because it was a hobby that allowed me some creative space. And I maintained that mentality that like, this was just a hobby. This wasn't something that like I really was ever going to turn into something like I've been doing photography for nine years and I went full time with it like three years ago. Mm -hmm. But even then, like it was just because my soul was hurting and I needed it. And, but I didn't understand what that meant. And the more that I get into it, the more that I realize like, 
what sacrifice actually is. And I think that back then, like I had these ideas that like I needed to sacrifice and like, and that meant that like I had to give a free session to somebody if it was something I wanted in my portfolio or, um, you know, I had to work for different companies in order to feel like I had any substance (laughs) to offer to somebody. And it was like this idea of like having a good resume was the only thing that made it work where the reality is like the sacrifice that I put into, um, what I do is, is, is so much greater than that. It's, it's giving a lot of vulnerability to people. It's giving vulnerability to myself. It's giving a lot of creative space and energy in ways that are pretty exhausting a lot of the time. But, um, you know, it's, it's the same thing. Like if I come home every day and I feel excited to go out and pull weeds, like (laughs) that's how I feel about my business too. And it literally is like everything to me. And I, I can't imagine anything else in the world that I would rather do. So having that, like the difference between, like going into something without boundaries and just being like, I don't know. Okay. I guess I have to do these things in order to like be legitimate in this, in this world. Um, versus like really putting in the work that you, that you want to put in Mm -hmm. and that you need to put in to grow is, is just something that I've, I've really been thinking about lately. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Um, one question, what was the, uh, the turning point? Like you, I think you said maybe it was three years ago or, mm-hmm. or what happened where you were like, Oh, like something needs to be different or mm-hmm. something needs to change or am I sacrificing or not? Where are my boundaries? Or was there a point at which you started thinking differently? Yeah. Um, uh, it was, Uh, my ex-husband and I were going through just a lot of issues and I realized at that point I started going to therapy a lot Mm -hmm. and um, through that kind of discovered that I had this really significant desire for security Mm -hmm. and and I mean there's a million reasons for that (laughs) and that's you know childhood issues, whatever. But, um, you know, I had this desire for security and my brain was telling me like, Oh, you have to have a full-time job. You have to have secure income. Um, you know, own the house, be married, um, prepare yourself for kids. Like, you know, be financially stable, like all of these things. And I did all of those things. And at the end of the day, was still so unhappy and so dissatisfied mm. and um and and really just like going through the loss of a marriage like a relationship we were together for 10 years and wow. like realizing how much security wasn't there at the end of the day you know like we were together for 10 years and then we were not. (laughs) And by the end of it, I mean, we'll never see each other again. Mm -hmm. We will never have that connection again. So all of that security that I was putting myself into became obsolete. And I realized through that, that like (laughs) security doesn't mean anything. It means whatever you make it (laughs) into. And And you can find security in any way that you can. I mean, the truth of the matter is, like, I make more money working for myself now than I did when I was working a full-time job that, you know, wasn't feeding my soul. (laughs) And would I rather feed my soul and make less money, which I made way less money (laughs) for three years, two years. This is the first year that I've made a profit off of my business. And so, um, you know, like I, I just realized that I would just rather have the security of happiness (laughs) than the security of money or a home or like any of that. And of course, all of those pieces are so important. And that's why we do this as a business so that we can have all of those pieces while fulfilling this other thing. But it was it was really eye opening to just realize that mm. like how much emphasis I was putting on the idea of security without even understanding what security meant for me. Well, 
That's powerful. Very beautiful. Thank you yeah. so much. Yeah. yeah. Carla, for all of our listeners, can you tell them where they can find out more about you and your yeah. work and where they can follow along with what you're doing? Definitely. Um, I am on Instagram mostly. Um, I have a few profiles on there, <laughs> but the main one is uh, Kyla Fear Portraits and then um, Kyla Fear Creative. And uh, you can find me on my website, which is kfearlessphotography.com. And I'm on Facebook. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like if you go with Kyla Fear, it's going to be like, boom, yes. one person. <laughs> it's awesome name. It's very true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it should be like a, like a voiceover. It's the coolest name in the world. <laughs> I always I tell people, yeah. like, it's fear. Like, you're afraid of me, but don't be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you would allow me to do your voiceover for your yes. web, like on your website, <laughs> like I want the you go to the website and then you just hear like Kyla fear everybody. No, that's a little too intense. That sounds like I should be afraid. Yeah, no, yeah, I you're like I don't want you. I just feel like it'd be so cool. Like it'd be so dope. Like, Kyla uh, fear portraits. I, I want to make that awesome. my ringtone. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll cut the soundbite and we'll send it yes, to you. Yes, that's amazing. Kyla fear. <laughs> right, on the Blacklight podcast, yeah, how to download that as your ringtone. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> my name's uh, Ad. Yeah. Uh, from is... Adonia Jaja Photography. This is this is Levi Tierry. This is Levi Tierry <laughs> from Levi Tierry Photography. This is the Blacklight Podcast. Awesome. Uh, Kyla, thank you so much. Thank this you guys amazing. so much for having me on. Yeah. It was yeah. amazing. We'll catch you all next week. Thanks. Thank Peace. you.